digging in the crates for something, yeah. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Welcome back to the show. This week, my friend Will was here again. As a lot of you may know, Will lives in my building now, so it's not that hard to get him on the show, but I love having him on the show. So this week we talked about happiness and what it means to live your best life, to live the life that makes the most sense for you. You know, we don't have a lot of science in this episode. I don't know that we have any of the answers, but these types of conversations always help me figure things out. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Here it is. Three, two, one, go. Oh, sh- what the hell did you shit. do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it last time too. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Here we I go. I remember my first time. <laughs> All right. We'll start over. All right. You want to count us down? Yeah, let's go. All right. Three, two, one. Bye. Let's go. 40 minutes. Here we go. We got to get it all in. All right. <laughs> Will, uh, what does it mean to you to live your best life? Uh, living your best life, man. Okay, so living your best life, that's a, that's, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's very all-encompassing, so that wouldn't, it wouldn't tell like work, free time, you know, personal time, all this kind of stuff. You gotta, you gotta take advantage of every second of every day, man. Do you feel like you are? Oh, I am for sure. Are you? Oh yeah. Right now I am for sure. Which, uh, you know, it's, it's been really fun. I I don't know if it's like a sustainable lifestyle as far as like living your best life as far as what I'm doing, which I, we've already talked about this off, off podcast. Um, so living your best life for me right now is just getting out, getting to know people, you know, meeting new people, you know, just, figuring out what life is all about you know so for me i'm really comfortable being by myself but recently you know i've i've done a lot of like going out and hanging out with people and conversating and then all these kind of things and so i was telling jay earlier um that i was actually sitting in my apartment earlier before he texted me and i was sitting there thinking man this is really boring you know i'm sitting here by myself like i I could go out i could i could do something like i'm all i'm like i've never felt this way in my entire life where i'm like i'm uncomfortable being by myself so i've been living my best life but at the same time like there's this big balance that you have to you have to like hold as a person it's where you have to be comfortable being by yourself you have to be comfortable being with other people you have to be comfortable with everything that you're doing throughout the day yeah and so Jay is kind of on the other other perspective, which you can kind of give us that perspective. What that I'm like uh, uh, too comfortable being alone? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and then look at me. I got this podcast. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know a way around that? You just invite people over and you say, "Hey, <laughs> talk to me." Hey, at, least, at least once a week, man. At least once That's a week, true. you can get a conversation. It in. is interesting because I I could probably 
easily go a week without talking to anybody and it would affect me, but I'd also be okay with it. Like I just, I probably wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't realize how much it's affecting me or how much I need to talk to people. So I would just like, I would just live my life. But for this, it forces me to get out there and talk to people and to learn more about people in a way that I, I may not, because I can, I can be one of two ways. I can be either really talkative, I can have a really great conversation, or I can be quiet and say nothing. Right. And it's usually one of those two extremes. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Like, there are people who only know me as quiet. I can see that. Well, I don't say anything. And that's, that's, how I, that's how I was known in school. I was just like the quiet guy. And then I got older, got a little bit more confident in certain situations. I could have conversations. And that's progressed. But, yeah, this is a way for me to like, it doesn't matter if it's uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if it's somebody I know well. It doesn't matter. I have to, like, we're recording right now, so I have to figure out how to make it work. Right. And that's, that's an interesting challenge because if should, I... This is the weirdest thing to me is, like, you're very comfortable by yourself. Like, I, I know that you like hanging out by yourself because I know you pretty well now. But the, the weirdest thing to me is how good you are at conversating with people. But at the same time, you're like we were talking about earlier, you're very introverted. So you are like the weirdest combination of like almost two different people. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we talked, we talked about a little bit of philosophy earlier, like philosophy. One of the coolest things that I learned in philosophy is like balance across every aspect of your entire life is one of the most important things that you can, you can do. So if you ever feel like you're leaning towards one way or the other, it's almost better to push yourself in one direction or the other to try to bring yourself back to balance. Yeah. And I think for anyone who's figuring out what that balance is, because if you're super introverted and you know that you need that time alone to recharge, it can be easy to feel like you need to be like everyone else and just be out with people and be excited about that and be a partier. And that's not necessarily a good thing for you. Like you got to figure out what, what the perfect balance is for you. Like, right. What, how much time do you need with people? How much time do you need by yourself? Because I think it's different for everybody. Right. And if you don't figure that out, then you end up living too much time in a certain frame of mind. That's maybe not going to be beneficial to you. Right. Yeah. One, one thing that, that always kind of, this is sort of my like release is I actually do meditation so I'll actually, you know, throw my phone in a different room. Do you literally then, throw it? You're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's right across the room. You know, <laughs> I have an OtterBox, so I don't really care. You know, yeah, it doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's no, no big deal. It can bang across the wall. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I'll actually put my phone in another room. I'm literally impossible to get a hold of for maybe an hour or two hours, and you sit and you clear your mind and you just kind of figure out what's going on like internally yeah, with yourself. And I feel like that's really important, especially for me. Cause I've been so outgoing lately. Like if I didn't have that, like I would be extremely unbalanced right now. Like it would just be like just chaos. Yeah. Because I'm doing things all the time. You, so you know, need I'm, to spend time reflecting, looking inward. Right. And even just, just clearing your mind and just, you know, being introspective a lot more because you know, you know this from the podcast. Whenever you're doing a podcast, it's a lot of back and forth. Whenever you're by yourself, there's no, there's no such thing as a back and forth. It's just, it's just 
inward. Yeah. So or it's a back and forth with yourself. With yourself, yeah, with yourself. Which so, is a weird yeah, conversation. They, yeah, <laughs> it can get really weird. <laughs> you can get really truthful whenever it comes comes. Oh to yeah, that, for sure. You can figure out things about yourself. Like I definitely recommend like for anybody. Which honestly, I don't know if this even pertains to a lot of people because there's not a lot of people that are as outgoing as me. But for anybody that is anywhere near as outgoing as me, you have to have some kind of like introspective period in your days or in your weeks to where you're just coming back within yourself, whether that be you do something like running every day or you do something like meditating every day or working out every day or, you know, whatever that is, you have to have that in your life. And that's part of living your best life. Yeah. Because you can go out and you can be crazy and all this kind of stuff. But if you don't have that, you know, that balance, like we were talking about, it can get a little bit crazy and you can like kind of lose yourself in that. Well, especially when something goes wrong. Oh, Because yeah. I think you can end up using other people as an escape where you're like, as long as I have people around me, I'm good. But you can't do that forever. Eventually, you're going to be alone and you're not going to know how to deal with it. <laughs> so if something really crazy happened in your life, maybe there's a death, maybe there's like just something really traumatic if you don't know how to sit by yourself and deal with that it like other people aren't going to be able to save you from that like right in the end we're all alone right i mean you have friends and family that support you but you still like your life is your life right your no matter what happens yeah, yeah your problems are your problems like i can try to help you with whatever you're going through but like you still have to feel whatever you're feeling and i there's not a lot i can do or say like you still have to deal with it Right. So if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know yourself well enough to know what you need to feel better, then you're screwed. Right. And I'd say that most people nowadays are more uncomfortable with social situations than introspective situations. So like for me lately, it's been a situation where I would, I'm trying to go out by myself and figure out how does that even work? Like, like how comfortable am I by myself in a social situation where I don't know anybody? Like, I feel like that is like the ultimate test of not only how good you are socially, but how good you are introspectively, because it's almost a test of both. Because whenever you go out by yourself, like for me, like a, just a private example or like a specific example is went out to the bar just to go watch a softball game. So I'm going out to a social place to do something that's just by myself. So it's almost a combination of the two. Yeah. And so it's almost like the ultimate test of like how good you are at both, which is kind of like something that I would challenge pretty much everybody that's listening to, to this, uh, to, to, to do something like that, because it, it kind of makes you learn a lot about yourself whenever you do something like that. You learn about like how good you are socially. You learn about how comfortable you are being by yourself. You learn about how comfortable you are meeting new people. Like there's a lot that goes into that. It's actually pretty complicated whenever you think about it, even though it's like some, maybe like a simple decision that you can make to do. Sure. Now it's, it's probably harder now because everyone's on social media. So like you're more likely to meet someone on social media or interact on social media, but to go out by yourself in public, at a place where most people probably are with somebody. Right. Like that's already an uncomfortable situation for a lot of people. Right. 
because you're going to be really self-conscious. You're going to be thinking like, what are they, they thinking What are they me? thinking about me? Yeah, yeah like, why is this guy here alone? First like, thing. What's his story? Yeah. And then how you deal with that is like a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. It's like the ultimate test for me as far as like what the things that I've done maybe in the past like two, three months. That was that was one of the ultimate tests as far as like how comfortable I am with myself um, was doing things like that. And what'd you find out? I found out that I'm, I mean, I thrive pretty well with it. It definitely, there is absolutely no way that anyone in this world could do that and not be uncomfortable because that's immediately like where you go to whenever you first do that. But after you do it a couple of times and then you realize how, how friendly people are and how much like people like to interact with other people. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. Like you meet new people and it, it it also depends on like who you are. I'm a, I'm, I'm an outgoing guy. So it's pretty easy for me to start a conversation with somebody. You're friendly. So it's not like you come up to somebody and they're like, Oh, this, get this guy out of my face. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, helps. I'm sure that you could have a situation where maybe it's unpleasant. Like there's going to be times where maybe you do that and it it doesn't turn out very well. But I think that's all a part of the experience. Sure. Because then you kind of learn something about maybe yourself or maybe about how you come off to people or something like that. I I don't know. Because I've never had a particularly unpleasant experience, but I've, I mean, there's been times where I've gone out and it's been not as fun as other times where, you know, it's been harder to like connect with certain people because it it all depends on the people that want to open up to you as well. I mean, you can always try, but at the same time it's, it's a back and forth. So there can be people that are like, I don't really want to socialize with anybody besides my group. So you can get shot down either, you know, either by a girl or a guy, you know, whatever, either way, depending on, you know, what you're like, who you're talking to. Yeah. I think most of the time though, the fear of what, would happen or will happen is greater than what actually does happen. Right. Like your fear of what people will think of you or how they'll respond to you is so much greater than oh, yeah. the reaction you really get. We always think of the worst situation. Yeah. Like this person's going to punch me in the face. <laughs> like, no, they might actually just say hi to you. You should like, try that. Yeah. yeah I, I think mean, it's, it's crazy. I've done my best to try to be comfortable being uncomfortable I think I've heard that somewhere else before, but I think it's, I think that's it's like difficult. the best way to, to approach things. Yeah. is like, just to accept that if you're, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be comfortable and you don't have to freak out if you're uncomfortable. You just like, right. Oh, that's kind of sucks right now. Yeah. And for, for most people, and this has happened to me at the bar, like, so you're sitting at, sitting at the bar, you know, this is, this is just for me going to, you know, a typical hangout that I hang out at. You know, I'm sitting at the bar by myself. I'm watching TV. Commercial comes on. I'm looking around. There's really no one around me to really conversate with. And immediately, what do I do? Get on your phone. Get on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that's what that's what most people do. And so there's been plenty of times where I've kind of like picked up my phone and I've looked at it and I've been like, okay, I just I just need to put this. I need to put it down. It's a crutch. It's a it's a crutch for everybody. I mean, I I can't deny that it's not a crutch no, for me because it's really. It. I mean, it's easy. It's so easy because you're so comfortable. Because it's it's basically like grabbing a friend that's 
you know, maybe not sitting next to you. They may be sitting, you know, at their house, but you you obviously can socialize sure. on your phone. You feel like you're not a loser sitting there like, oh, right. no, 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 I'm texting somebody. No, or, yeah, totally. You know, I'm just, whatever. So, yeah, you can put on that facade whenever it comes to the phone. So, there's been plenty of times, too. Like, that was probably whenever I first started doing that. That was, like, the easiest thing for me to do to make myself feel more comfortable. But, it's, like you said, it's a crutch. So there was a lot of times where I would grab my phone and I immediately look at it and then I'd just immediately put it back in my pocket and be like, all right, we got to like get out, get out of the phone zone yeah, because you get, you just got to get out of that zone every once in a while. Like, because you know, real life relationships and interactions are way funner to me as far as, sure. and, and a lot of times, like they just, like we were talking about introspectively and socially, they're way more impactful in your life you know, you can meet new people and make more of an impact and, and all these kind of things, you know, face to face rather than on online. Yeah. Um, it's a little different nowadays cause everybody's online and that's like kind of all everybody does. But to me, I still feel like it's more impactful to be like kind of there and present. I need to, I'd much rather talk to somebody in person. I think we spend so much time avoiding the things that bother us instead mm. of just accepting that like, uh, this sucks and just sit in it. So instead of being uncomfortable in a social situation without your phone, you're just like, let me go to my phone. It'll make me feel better. Right. Like maybe you should just put your phone down and just like accept that you don't feel great. You feel awkward. You feel like naked in a way. Yeah. But just like feel it. Just, just feel it, man. Feel it. Just feel like the real life situation and just, roll with it i try my best to do that it's so hard i go on um so i've recently got back in to dating and i've like i've gone out on a number of dates and like i've i've gotten good at it over the years like i know i know how it all goes i know how i just i understand the whole situation like the first time i did it was terrible but now i can go out on a date and right before it starts you get that there's just like that bit of anxiety for me <laughs> thinking of yeah, thinking about it too much, like who you're going to meet, how it's going to mm-hmm. go, like the interaction. But now I've got it to a point where I just go, well, I mean, what's like, what does it matter? Like what's, I'll, the, what's the worst that can yeah, happen? Yeah. Like I'll feel uncomfortable, but I'm still going to walk in there. So like, why am I going to sit here and worry about this? Like, right. If it's the worst night of my life, it's, if it's the most uncomfortable night of my life, I probably have a good story. So yeah, for I sure. might as well just go in there and feel it, yeah. see how it goes. But that's such a hard thing to do. <clears throat> oh, it's super hard. Yeah. So, uh, what's the most like uncomfortable, like, have you ever went solo to a, to a bar or anything like that? I'm trying to think if not, like what's the most uncomfortable, like social situation you've been in? I don't know. I mean, I've been to parties that I felt very uncomfortable at. I mean, I love going to movies by myself, but that's not a great one because I'm like, I know I'm going there to sit, a, yeah, sit by myself. Yeah, it's not necessarily social theater. Yeah. yeah. I've sat at restaurants by myself. That's yeah. never been an issue for me. I kind of like that's that. Been a, that's an issue for a lot of people, like going to a restaurant by yourself, for sure. I don't mind it. I used to love to do it, but I would I would bring like a book or a paper or something like that. But that was back yeah. whenever I was in college. Although when I'm on trips, I don't think about it as much. I think, yeah, I'm on a trip. I'm here by myself. Yeah. If I were to go right now to a restaurant by myself, I might overthink it. Yeah. Even though I still, I know it doesn't matter. So, uh, probably the most interesting story I've had in the past three months 
which I don't know if you've even heard this or not, but uh, so I went out to a bar for a Thunder game. Um, this was one of the nights where I was like, I'm going to go out by myself. You, know, you were going to watch the game? Yeah, I was going to watch the game. So it's kind of a lot of times it's like if there's something that I know is going to be on, <clears throat> that way it kind of gives me something to watch. You know, I'm just chilling. You know, if somebody sits next to me, I can have a conversation. It's sort of kind of like a a little bit of like a mix. Because, I mean, if you go there and there's like nothing to do besides sit there, it's definitely going to be really awkward to just yeah. sit there by yourself. So went there for a Thunder game. I went over to Pink Parrot, which I almost never go to. But uh, I thought JJ's was closed, which was like kind of my, my usual dive bar. So I went over to Pink Parrot, which is kind of next door to it. And uh, it's kind of like this this fun sort of like half club, half bar situation. Um, so I'm sitting at the bar and I'm just watching the game and I'm probably there for like 30, 40 minutes, you know, I have a few beers and all of a sudden I have a, a, a couple of uh, girls sitting next to me and I look over and I realize they're, they're not girls. They're, they're transgender men that sit next to me. But you didn't realize it at first? No, I, I mean, I just glanced over and I was like, okay. And then I, then I look back and so I realized that they're transgender men and I'm like, okay, I have... I have, I have some questions because I've never met a transgender person in my entire life. This is my first time to like meet somebody in person. Yeah, I feel like transgender. it's even less common here in oh, Oklahoma. Yes. So, and they were, what's funny is neither one of them were from Oklahoma city. They were both from Lawton. They had come up here to party for the weekend they were and hang from out. Lawton? They're from Lawton. They came up here, they had a hotel and they came up here to the party for the weekend. So I, I think I talked to them for maybe like three hours. Wow. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was just great conversation. Like not even, there was probably 30 minutes of maybe like me trying to figure out like how their lifestyle works. And the rest of it was just great conversation and hanging out with another person. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it's just like the, that's the thing is like you meet people that you would never typically meet until you go out and you just like put yourself out there and you do something random. I mean, true. Like, yeah, you, yeah, if you were like sitting in your apartment, there's no possible way that would happen. No, unless you yelled at somebody down the street from the balcony <laughs> and said, "Hey, what's so, your deal?" So yeah, I learned a lot about like transgender culture and like uh, they were great people and they were super cool. I mean, it was it was definitely like one of the most memorable experiences I've had in the past three months for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I and love I, that, and I did it all by myself. Like I just love going that. downtown. See, I think about that. I need. I probably need to do more of that. There's been nights where I've talked myself out of that, where I've like, I got stuff to do. I'm gonna yeah. stay home and do it. But there's that. There's the uh, hotel bar across ah. the street. Yeah, the I thought about going there because I've actually never been there. I think I've been in that hotel for something, but I've never been to that bar. And I thought I could just go there on like a Friday night. I could just sit at that bar. I could have a drink. But I always find a way to talk myself out of it. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's it's so easy to talk yourself out of. Yeah, because you're like, I could I could stay here, like, because you're you're comfortable. Yeah, it's so comfortable. And I'm, there are times where I'm like, I'm gonna be uncomfortable, and I'm fine with it. There are other times where I'm like, for whatever reason, I can talk myself out of it, because yeah. of course, it's always easier to be comfortable. Always. Oh yeah. You really have to like, actively pursue, being uncomfortable. Oh man, there's there's been so many nights which you know the. The walk across the bridge. Yeah. There's been so many nights where like I've I've started that walk and like been like halfway and been like it's almost like this this fight inside of yourself that's like, okay, this this is probably like we should just go back. Yeah. We should just go back. 
Like, cause I mean, it's, it's just easier. Like you, if you turn back around, what's going to happen, you're going to go home. You're going to like, you know, sit in, on your couch and watch a little bit of TV and go to bed. Yeah. What does that get you? It, it's comfortable though. Like it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not an uncomfortable experience. And like getting back to what we were talking about earlier, whenever you're walking across that bridge, the closer you get to that middle part of the bridge, the more of the scenarios that get like are bad that come through yeah. your head that you, you think, you think you're going to happen. I might die tonight from anxiety. <laughs> I might die. Because <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. Like we, we just, we, I feel like I, I wouldn't say like everybody's a pessimistic person, but everybody, whenever it comes to like going into an uncomfortable situation, wants to like think of the worst possible situation. Of course. Which is, I, I promise it doesn't happen. Like, I mean, I can, Rarely. I can tell you right now in like 30 times of going out by myself that it, it's, it's very rare. I think you have to be an aggressive optimist. You do. You have to be very aggressive. In life. Not just going out by yourself, but in life in general, because you definitely have to, I, I, I definitely am a big optimist person. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be an optimist in my opinion, pretty much in any aspect in life. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, for sure things are going to go bad in life. I don't care what you figure out. People are going to die. You're going to have bad things happen. You're going to have bad days. You're yeah. going to have, you are going to have bad things happen to you. hundred percent. You can't yeah. avoid it. It doesn't matter what you do. So the only way to combat that is to like have a positive outlook. Right. And it comes back to the positivity for sure. Yeah, because what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, knowing that these things are going to happen, like, there will be... I think the most important one to, to reference is that people are going to die in your life. Unless you die first. Like, people are going to die that you care about. What are you going to do about it? I mean, of course, you grieve. But, right. like, we can't pretend like bad things won't happen. Yeah. Like, the worst things are going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, like thinking about worst case scenarios it's just it just breeds like just a negative feeling inside of you and negative outlook on life in general which is right. just awful well it ruins so your day awful. it ruins your day i mean if imagine if you go into work tomorrow and you think about all the different things that you have to do at work and then you think about all of the bad things that could happen during that like during all those activities or tasks that you have to do, like how, what is the chance what are the chances of all of those bad things happening? Probably 0%. Yeah. It's a very small percentage. Probably 0%. So why go into it, go into it like that whenever you can go into it with a positive attitude, thinking that these things are going to go right, which if you are a, like a good worker and you're, you know, you're, you're good at your job, typically like you're going to probably lean towards like the positive end most of the time rather than the negative end. So <laughs> bless me, <laughs> bless you, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it just doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's more of a mindset. I mean, I feel like positive attitudes re like result with, you know, positive results and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, yeah. it just happens like that. To I me. think it's proven to be true because there are people who make themselves to out to be the, the victim. No, no matter what it's like something goes wrong and it's like oh man why does this always happen to me this <clears throat> happens to me right why is my life this bad but when you really look at it 
if you look at everyone's life with a magnifying glass, everyone's got things that have bad things that have happened to them. Yeah, for sure. Everyone. And if they haven't, they will. Oh yeah. Eventually. That's part of life for sure. So it's like, no, if you live live 32 years, I mean, that's, there's going to be some bad things that happen. And there's, there's, there's a spectrum. I mean, some people have worse things happen. Some people have a better life, but I think it all balances out because even if I had the perfect life up to this point, eventually I'm going to, I'll probably make up for it. Like later, I'm going to have bad things happen to me. Right. Um, but there are people who don't want to see it that way. They're just like, it's very narcissistic in a way where you look at yourself and say, the, like everything bad happens to me. So are, are you an optimist? I think I am now. I don't know that I always have been. So what, what changed that? Um, there, there was a time where I was just not happy. Like, like not at all. Like nothing. I don't want to say that. I was just like, I think I had problems with my life. I was overwhelmed by life and the things I did. And I just never felt like I was where I wanted to be. And there was a point where I felt like I was going to figure it out. I don't remember exactly when that was, but so I've, I've gone to therapy for four, almost four years now. But even before that, I was like, I want to figure this out. I want to figure out how to be happy. Cause I'm like, I know I want to be there. I know I can be there. I just don't feel like I am. Right. So I spent a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of reading, trying to figure out how I could do that. And therapy helped, but it really just, I was just committed to it. I was committed to the idea of being happy. Yeah. And then along the way, I think I just got real positive because I figured out that was, that was a better way to live. And I've been happier since then. That's awesome, man. That's good to hear for sure. Yeah. And a lot of it has just been accepting that bad things happen. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Right. Are you gonna like, are you gonna complain about it or are you gonna like just yeah. live with it because it's gonna happen? Oh yeah, I mean I've had a lot of really bad things happen in my life for sure. There's been some some crazy things, but I mean life goes on. There's only so many things that you can you know worry about or like you know it's it's history. I mean. There's plenty of things that have happened in my past that were terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, like those things happened in my past. That doesn't have to affect the person that I am right now. Sure. So whenever I look back at, you know, my childhood and some other things that happened, like that pretty much made me the man I am today. I I almost like think those bad things. Oh, me too. At that point. Because they made you into like the person that you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm good with uh, who I am. I'm happy with who, who I turn out to be. Right. So I'm thankful for the bad stuff. Hmm. And we should be like, I, as feel long, like, I feel like bad stuff like shapes character. Yeah. To be honest. And I think as long as you've dealt with it and you've like recognized that these things have happened and you haven't just like suppressed it for your entire life, then right. Then that's fine. Yeah. Which therapy definitely like that's like the one one of therapy is like don't suppress like your feelings. Yeah, so, like, just like, feel it, <laughs> just feel, feel it, it, and then we can move on. <laughs> well, it's like don't right. look at it like this this demon. Just go like yeah, we're gonna feel it real quick, and then we're gonna like get on with our life because oh yeah, I think that's part of living your best life. Yeah, that's I was thinking about you know life. how people talk about, I mean these terrible things that happen to them and how they'll, they'll never be the same. And like, you will never get over this or you'll never stop thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I think that's true. But 
we're, I think that puts too much weight on it because that's true of like everything that happens. Like I'll, I'll never be the same after having this conversation tonight. Right. Right. Like everything you do, everything that happens in your life changes you for forever. Oh yeah. So like the bad things and the good things. Oh yeah, definitely. So looking at one instance, like oh, I'm never gonna be the same, and like I can't live my best life now. Like no, you're just living a different life. So like you lose somebody that's close to you, or you have this traumatic event that happens to you. You're you're gonna live a different life because of that, but it doesn't mean you can't live a good life. Right. It's oh, just yeah. you have to change how you look at things, and some people don't want to do that. They just want to like remember these terrible things, and they don't want to let it go. But that's part of like the the non-positive positivity kind of outlook yeah because you know there's definitely like especially like recent things of course it's going to take time to get over certain things but once time has passed and people are still holding on to those kind of things that's whenever you like you have issues at that point yeah and you're not living your best life at that point like you need to you need to figure out like that that point in time where this bad thing happened was so long ago that you should definitely have recovered at this point. And if you haven't, then you need help, which kind of gets back to the whole mental health deal that we were talking about. If like, if you, if you hold on to things like that for that long, there's, there's definitely like a, a thing that you need to like process. Like you're, you're holding it in at that point. And so, people people that hold those things in like that that that's that is so bad like you definitely need to just let it out like mm-hmm. for me the worst thing that's ever happened in my life okay so i was a senior in high school uh i had two two best friends or three best friends um you know we were we hung out together all the time you know through parties we we hung out um so we go into my freshman year of college. All three of my friends just went and got jobs, but they all we all hung out together every weekend. Well, one of my friends, um, he he actually gets engaged to a girl that's pregnant with his baby. Well, uh, so this is gonna get really real. I don't know if you if you want this to get this real, but oh, I'm I'm ready for it. That's what ready? this podcast is about, or should be about. So uh, so. So her uh, her father is a is is definitely like an interesting guy, but um, he uh, he's he's been beating her, so he's beating my friend's pregnant wife, um, and so my friend gets very angry, and so one night it happens over and over again. So one night my friend ends up you know drinking some beers, and it happens, and she calls him crying and all this kind of stuff, and so. He actually gets one of my other friends and they drive out to his house and they actually beat this guy's head in with a baseball bat. Man. Yeah. So I have I have two friends that went to jail for murder. Like two of my best friends went to jail for murder. One of them's for life, so he's definitely still in there. The other one just got out. And this was back whenever I was 18 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to talk about like a life-changing moment as far as like if you wanted to become a pessimist in your life, that Could was have easily it. been. That was it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those I, are your people. I had my people going to jail like, you know, for life and like for, you know, 12 years. 
I mean, that, that could have changed my life. But, but that, that happened so long ago. And they made their decision. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just part of life. And while it's terrible, of course you're going to be sad about it and you're going to have to deal with that. Like, are you going to let that affect your entire life? Entire life. Right. Of course, like it affects you immediately because you got to process yeah. it. And you could always remember it. You can think about it sometimes. But if you're, if it's stopping you from, from living your life, that's when it gets right. Toxic. So toxic. I think you told me that at a. I feel like we talked about that when we went to the uh, man camp. The man thing. camp. Yeah. Yeah. Which for anybody who doesn't know, it's uh, I guess we can say the name. It's North. True North. True North. Yeah, we're. You know what? I went into that. It was a four day four day weekend. Yeah. Where it's, it's religious based, but it's mainly about men getting in. Well, yeah, getting in touch with their feelings and and looking inward and understanding. Right, because we're as men, we are terrible at that. I will admit that for sure. Right. As far as like admitting your feelings to another man, that is definitely like a weird, like we don't necessarily do that very often. It's not as common. It's not natural. Right. So like that's a way for, it was, it was better than I thought. It helped bring out, uh, men's issues. It helped those men look inward and say, this is what's wrong with me. Right. And it was nice to see. I felt like I had done a lot of work already when I had got there, but it was just, I don't know. It was more positive than I thought it would be. And I, I felt like I got to know you and Ryan better when we went there. And like, overall it was just a good experience. And like, I had more respect for the whole program because right, I could see what was happening. Yeah. People, people think about whenever you, whenever you look at it and people talk about it, the first thing that they say is like the whole religious part of it. Yeah. But I feel like that's like the last part that I respect. Cause I'm sure I wouldn't say I'm the, I wouldn't say I'm anti-religious, but I'm definitely not the most religious guy in the world. But I feel, I feel like that, uh, that, that camp is really good for some people. Yeah. Like for you, maybe you've, you've worked out things beforehand, but there's a lot of people like we were talking about earlier, how I maybe I meditate and I, you know, some people run, some some people do these introspective things, and you know, you like you like to be alone. There's a lot of people that aren't like that. Yeah, and I feel like that man camp makes them do that. They definitely it, make, it makes them get introspective and figure out what's going on in their lives. I saw that. I saw a lot yeah. of it, and that's when I was like, man, this like it made more of a difference in those those guys' lives than I thought it would. Yeah, where I heard them talking about it, I was like, I. Like, I can't say anything bad about it. I think the most negative thing I would I would say is it seems like there's not enough afterwards, like enough support afterwards. Right, yeah. Because uh, some of them had, like, some crazy stuff happening. Yeah, there's some issues with some of those guys. Really crazy stuff where yeah. I'm like, man, I love that they were able to talk about it and they feel surrounded by um, guys that love them. But after they leave, I'm like, I don't know. If I know, right? Enough. They're just going back. Yeah. But it was like it was great to see because yeah they were they were able to figure these things out that they probably never talked about with anybody. Yeah, the thing about that though is like you see those people that that admit some of those crazy things. A lot of those guys have friends that came with them, so that's probably like the first time that their friends have heard those things. 
Yeah. So there probably is a little bit of a support system that's true. almost naturally built into it point. with that just because of that. That's a good point. Because most people aren't showing up by themselves. That's true. Where so, you just like sign up and you go, oh, I guess I'll go. Right. So th- there's at least like at least there's some kind of support system. It's just like our group didn't need that. That's true. Because we didn't have like a bunch of stuff to, you know, we weren't crazy. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> now that like that whole thing's nice though because it's really easy to just you look at it on a surface level it's like oh it's just this religious thing where they tell you to like you know take care of your woman or oh, whatever yeah. it is <laughs> take care of your woman which, be, be a man yeah which there's <laughs> that's part of it and like I, I didn't agree with everything they said but oh, at, the for same, sure. at the same time i'm like i could definitely see the positive here and like i'm not I'm never going to be the guy that tries to talk somebody out of their religion or what they believe. I think like there's, there are so many different ways to look at life. Like you do whatever you feel is right. Right. So outside of that, I'm like, yeah, I can see how it's like super helpful. And I think, I think it would, it'd be great if more people, not just men, but women, just people would look inward and say like, what is right? What is wrong with me? (laughs) I mean, honestly, both. Yeah. I feel like people need to do, need to look inward quite a bit more often for sure. But at the same time, they need to look and go into more uncomfortable situations. That's true. And go, expand get, your get, horizons. Get more outgoing and be like literally both of those, like both of those extremes sort of yeah. almost. Because um, I, f- I feel like people just kind of fall in the middle a lot of times, which comes back to the phone. I feel like the phone is the middle. It's like the perfect... Yeah the perfect example of like what the middle is because the phone is your, your comfort zone. You just sort of float there. You can be, "Ah." you can be introverted. You can be extroverted. You can, you can be whatever you want. The phone is familiar. The phone is very live here on this phone. Like Instagram is my friend. Let's, let's throw the phone away and let's, let's go hang out by ourselves for a second. And then let's go hang out with other people for a second. It's true because the people there have been people that I've met, that I've had such great conversations with that I did not expect at all. And I I would leave that night going, man, like, yeah, if I would have stayed home tonight, if I wouldn't have gone to this event, if I wouldn't have like tried a little bit harder, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had this information just like you meeting these, those, uh, transgender. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? Because those, you'll have a different opinion about people if you just look at them through like your friends or through social media or through the news. And if you sit down and talk to somebody right. that you don't understand, it, it, it could change your life. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a life changing experience for sure. That's good to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I was like, you know, pro or anti transgender right. at that point, but like, it was just crazy just to meet somebody like that. Just, like it just was just having a different level of understanding. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely opened my eyes to like what their, their whole situation is about. Yeah. Cause I, I, a lot of times I think about like, um, just the debate, especially the religious debate over like gay versus straight and like people who believe it's a lifestyle versus, uh, what you're born with. Like for, forget all that. If you like, that's fine on yeah. paper. If you sit down and talk to somebody, whether you agree with it or not, if you talk to them and under, like listen to their experience, right, you probably change your mind, or at least want to like understand it a little bit better. Which we're we're kind of out of time, but we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm not saying I could go into like a lesbian bar experience, but you know, we'll, we can save that. For oh, is that time. gonna be uh, next episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is fun. This is yeah, a good one. This was a really good one. I liked it. We'll have to do something. Uh, we'll just have to continue this conversation. We can do another one, probably another 40 minutes like this. Shit, why not? Yeah. So, but until then, thanks for coming on again for the uh, sixth time. Six. I think sixth. We'll call, we'll call it six. Who's like who's counting? Really, I don't think I have anybody like <laughs> keeping those numbers. So. Some some fans gonna be like, "This is bullshit." He's only yeah. been on five times. Like, thanks for coming on for the hundredth time. But appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you for one hundred and one. Hell yeah! All right, bye. Thanks again to Will for coming on the show. It's uh, you know, it's always a fun topic for me because uh, who doesn't want to figure out how to live a better life or a happier life or whatever? I don't, I don't know. Did I think we also got off track somewhere in there? But um, that happens, that happens, at least on this podcast. But anyway, if you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>